Hello, everyone, and welcome to AIW's The Card is Going to Change, brought to you by SmartMark Video, Angelo's Pizza. Make sure you try the award-winning Angelo's Pizza on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio, and Jack Prince. For all your printing, logo, sign, graphic, and apparel needs, check out Jack Prince at jackprince.com. That's J-A-K prince.com. That's right, and with that being said... That voice you just heard was, of course, one of the owners of AIW, Mr. Chandler Biggins, always here on The Card is Going to Change, along with the other owner, John Thorne, and now myself, Steve Guy. New host. New uh, accommodations around here. Yeah, we are, we are sitting in the office space of what is the current training center for AIW, uh, but that's only short-lived. Lost, we lost access to the studio, so... Uh, <laughs> Here we are. If this sucks, the uh, world is our studio. I, I apologize. This is our. We had to go out and buy all this fancy equipment and try to figure out how to use this uh, all ourselves. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully, it sounds good. Hopefully, we did enough homework on uh, uh, homework on the be- Zoom. Homework meaning uh, Coca Cabana. What do you use? Okay, Amazon Prime. Well, yeah. It's one thing for him to tell us what he uses, though. It's another thing. It took us forty-five minutes to open the box of this thing. And figure out how to, where the batteries were. So uh, we're not so well versed in the technology aspect of things, but I've watched a ton of YouTube how-to <laughs> videos over the last day and a half. Uh, so I am, I guess, now a podcast producer. I mean, the the content is still going to be fun. Everyone's going to enjoy it. It's just you're going to have to work with us here. <laughs> For a couple episodes on the technical quality of it. Well, Thorne, you know, watch all these YouTube videos, and he sent me about ten of them, and I watched exactly one. So. Yeah, today you watched it, right? Be- As we're tearing the box apart. I haven't watched any yet. <laughs> he didn't send them to me either. You uh, go, hey, do you have an SD card? I said, I don't know, man. It says it, it comes with it. The thing got mailed to your house the other day. You didn't even open the box. I still have the tag titles in a box in my foyer. Jesus Also Christ. comes with batteries, which we didn't know. And turned Which out we, were we glad needed. About. We were yeah. glad. Yeah. But uh, the sh- the uh, to make a a very uninteresting story sh- yeah. even shorter, it's uh, we're we're trying to be a a mobile podcast now. So, uh, you know, we did have to spend a lot of money to get this yeah, stuff. We have to justify it somehow. Um. So we we are gonna we're gonna give this a go. Um. And uh, see, you know, see if we can do it alone by ourselves <laughs> this without will, a studio uh, and a producer, and uh, you know, this will provide it. more opportunities for even more fun content for all of the listeners, though. Uh, and we do first things first. We do apologize for the week off that we had to take, uh, but we had to get this together. We had to somewhat know what we were doing before we could even do it, and that leads us into today as we talked about topics that we wanted to discuss. We realized there was one show which ended up being a pretty important show in AIW's history that has yet to be discussed on this podcast. So today, we are talking about the whole shebang from September. Well, I mean, it hasn't been talked about on this podcast because we haven't recorded any new episodes. <laughs> hey, hate to break down the fourth wall there. But yeah. <laughs> that Grado one was in the can for our emergency, and well, we needed an emergency. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we lost access to the studio, so now it's time to play ketchup, and uh, we're going to talk about the whole shebang. Uh, ketchup. You don't eat ketchup. 
Oh my god, you're fucking awful with the jokes already. Oh, ketchup's ketchup's let's, work, man. Let's just fucking turn well, this equipment back yeah, in. Let's talk about the whole shebang. It was in late September, and it I mean, it didn't take much to sell tickets for that. It was booked as and it very much was Johnny Gargano's final independent show. And it's something that's been talked about. The history's been talked about many times on the show of what Johnny Gargano means to AIW. How big for you guys, just from an emotional standpoint, was the whole shebang? Well, it, you know, like you were saying, it was kind of like a a no no brainer that it would draw because the flyer literally was Johnny Gargano, and it said this is his last match. And we didn't, we probably could have not advertised anything else, and it would have sold as many tickets as it did. Let's not get too cocky here about Johnny Gargano. <laughs> but the tickets started to sell quickly, didn't they? The, the tickets, the tickets sold pretty well. Hey, a Hornswoggle Smothers probably helped a tremendous amount. Yeah, I, okay, so there's the big question. Uh, for everybody who hasn't watched it, obviously go to Smart Mark Video, buy the DVD. You're going to have a lot of fun. Johnny had a 45-minute farewell. We'll oh, get into that. Nine, I think it was about 90 minutes. Yeah, and I think at some point they probably stopped recording even. Uh, but poor, poor Gary. Let's go with how do you book a show like that? Because well, it, Before we get there, I haven't even watched it. Is this whole speech on the DVD? The entire thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> So cool. It might be a three-disker. <laughs> no, it got to two-disc, thank God. <laughs> so how do you go about booking that? Because, I mean, some of it in your mind, you feel like, well, we want to make sure that Johnny's okay with this. Did you well, I'll, I'll talk tell to you him? Exactly. No, we go, we want, let's get rich. That's what we, that's what <laughs> well, we thought. I, yes, but uh, I'll tell you exactly how we uh, booked that show. We had, uh, you know, Bloodsport in September. Right. And that was already on the books. And then Johnny goes, you could either run this weekend or another weekend, and we're like, yeah, nine twenty-three. It is. Yeah, it was kind of like he he came to us and was just like, I want my last match to be in AIW. I want my last match to be in Cleveland. He goes, uh, you know, this is my start date with WWE officially. Uh, you know, like he'd been working there for a while, but his official like this is you know your full time start date. So he goes, you know, you could do it on September twenty third. Like the 30th or something, or yeah. the 29th. Or some, yes, yeah, some other day. And uh, he was like, September 24th will be my wedding in Cleveland, so that would probably be better because I know for sure WWE has given me off that weekend for my you know, my wedding reception and stuff like that. So it's kind of like, it wasn't like, hey, we want to have your last show. It was kind of like, hey, this is the date. Uh, figure, you know, figure it out. <laughs> pretty pretty much like and we figured it out yeah we figured it out i mean because you know it's kind of weird you know people don't think about oh like let's just just have a show like there's so many different things that go into it you got to book the venue you got to make sure the venue like we're not we don't own a venue like uh this is like a a school you know like they right. have they have sports games they have weddings in the reception hall like that we use as a like we've actually not been able to get dates before because of weddings because they use what we use as the locker room is like a it's like a banquet hall in in the basement so obviously you know we can't we we can't have dudes changing while you know someone's doing uh, the fucking the eat, macarena eat, eat the garter off the bride's legs or whatever we've actually had to like postpone dates or change dates because of Catholic basketball. So like oh, that, also, CYO. also interesting fact, the AW locker room is also used as a daycare. Uh, and most of the time on show days on Fridays, 
like BJ Whitmer will roll down there with his bag, and there's like a full on daycare going on. Parents are very confused when uh, men are loading in uh, an entranceway out of a U-Haul yeah. at their daycare. They're entrance. also very confused when the Duke rolls in. So let's <laughs> let's talk about the matches themselves because the show was well, a lot of we, fun. Can we start out with how the day started? Oh, absolutely. Uh, one of our photographers, Ichiban Drunk. Oh, uh, my God. I forgot all about oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> he contacts Thor at 10 in the morning. He goes, what time are you going to be at the venue? I'm already here. And I go, <laughs> speaking, uh, speaking of the, the school and the kids. <laughs> I go, uh, what? I go, I'm going to be at the venue about 4 p.m. <laughs> he didn't realize it was a real school. He just thought, you know, like you this is what this is one of those things that. You can't even make up. And I hate to put the guy on blast, but the story is too fucking ridiculous <laughs> to not tell. So I'm s- literally, like, sitting at work. I des- I decide to work a half day at my regular job, and I get this message like, hey, man, what time are you coming to the venue? I said, I don't know, like, four? Why? He goes, I'm already here. I go, dude, it's 10 a.m. He goes, yeah, like, what what goes on here, man? There's all these, there's all these like, uh, older people. They keep coming out and looking at me. I go, I go, dude, it's a school. He goes, yeah, no idea. He goes, what What do you mean it's a school? I go, what are you doing there? He goes, I'm just trying to sleep in the parking lot. I go, what? He goes, yeah, man, I'm just trying to sleep in this parking lot. Why is, every, why is everyone so concerned? I go, dude, I go, you're sleeping in the park. Like, you're an adult man, and you're sleeping in the parking lot of an elementary school during school hours. He goes, no joke, this was his response. He goes, what's wrong with an adult dude just trying to take a nap in a van? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I go, about, he's got a white unmarked van. Yeah, he has, yeah, he has like a <laughs> white van. Like, with, with cameras everywhere. <laughs> this is all allegedly, by the way. Allegedly, allegedly all this happened. I have to, That's uh, from the Colt Cabana School of Podcasting. Yeah, in the nearby neighborhood of but, one so, Ariel Castro yeah, so as well. This is what I respond with. No, uh, no disrespect to the victims of the Ariel Castro tragedy, but I say... Ikebon drunk. This is Cleveland, man. This is the city where Ariel Castro happened. You better get the fuck out of there because somebody's going to call the cops because you are an adult man. And it's like, it's not like there's cars in the parking lot either. Like, where, 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 where AIW is, is like, like what we use for the parking lot for shows, that's like where the kids go to recess. So essentially, this guy is just trying to take a nap in the recess area (laughs) with his camera. Sir, can you move your van? We have a game of kickball. So, um, yeah. So, needless to say, the venue uh, was calling us, going, "Why are you sending men here during school hours?" <laughs> uh, the priest was uh, absolutely angry, and I'm—I got the nickname throughout the years of Chandler the Handler because I'm sure we'll talk about other venues uh, at different times. But I'm the one that usually has to handle like an angry venue owner when a yeah. necro butcher's throwing guardrails or chairs. So I deal with the uh, Mount Carmel, and the priest called me very angry, and because you were sending people there at 9 a.m. And then he goes, "Oh, by the way, I forgot there was wrestling here tonight." So thank God <laughs> that Ichiban drunk was in the parking lot, because then the priest goes, "Oh, I forgot to write it down." But I'll switch things around. You guys are good. Yeah, because they had like a uh, spaghetti dinner or something booked. Oh uh, man! And like you know, some you know big like church event. So they had to move. They have like actually they have like multiple banquet halls on that property. So they actually had to like we almost didn't have a show. So thankfully, 
uh, the adult man decided to take a nap in the recess area because <laughs> we could have walked in and they would have had you know some fucking pasta cooking up right underneath the basketball hoops and we would have been out of luck. You set up the ring next to the rigatoni. Johnny Gargano's final swan song in Cleveland would not have happened had Ichiban drunk. Holy shit, I forgot that not even happened. I, I, I tried to block that out, out of my brain. <laughs> I remember everything. So, all right. So finally we get to the show time when everybody should be arriving. Yeah. After Pro- 4 p.m. Proper time. Oh, That also did... Uh, Require us to send out a alert on our Twitter to fans. Please do not go to the venue right. before 4 p.m. So talk about the matches, uh, the card itself, how it came about. Did Johnny have a hand in this at all aside from his match, or was it just you guys being like, you oh, know Johnny what, we did. already ran one <laughs> show. <laughs> Johnny didn't have a fucking say, thing to do with it. Did we? <laughs> yeah, because uh, a fan tweeted us and was like, Oh, Hornswoggle versus Smothers. That's Johnny's booking, right? And it's like, no, Johnny wanted to work Candace. That's about it. That was the end of it. Yeah, that was the end of his involvement. So, Hornswoggle, that's, that's another okay, great so story. This, Hornswoggle and Tracy Smothers. Yeah, tell that. Okay, well, how Hornswoggle got booked is, you know, a lot of times, you know, a lot of these guys that are busy, they'll just say, like, hey, send me, what, send me all your dates, and, like, I'll let you know what I'm available for. So, like... You know, it, actually, it happened to two guys on this show. So we send all the dates to Hornswoggle, Sanjay Dutt, because we want to try to use them, pretty, you know, as regular as possible. And it just turns out, you know, like it was just on the copy and paste schedule I sent out, you know. And uh, they go, they both go, oh, 923. That's the one I can do. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, we're trying to keep this budget pretty low. Uh, you know, we're not- trying to make a profit for one. So it's right. unthinkable. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to really. Uh, you know, put some some general business tactics into play now. Uh, for, you know, going into uh, what is it like our twelfth uh, year, eleventh year? I don't know. I'm real bad yeah, at it's math. Like our twelfth year, it's going into twelve. Yeah, I'm bad at math, so that's probably why we haven't made a profit yet. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so we can open a podcast box though. We figured that out. Yeah, fuck. Uh, that's this could be a podcast about a podcast because it <laughs> fucking took us three hours to turn we'll this save, thing we'll on. We'll save that for later. What did people right. do before, like, YouTube, ins- like, instructional videos? They probably read the manual, which oh, I did. fuck that thing. Dude, that thing's not out. even in English. All right. So, back to Tracy yeah. Smothers so, and the Hornswoggle. So, anyway, so, Sonjay and Hornswoggle were both available to do this date, and we were like, ah, fuck it, you know, let's do it. Um, so, we had originally booked Tracy Smothers versus Hornswoggle for Jaylet weekend. Yeah, Jaylet weekend because it was Hornswoggle's first weekend. And so we got this match booked and Smothers like he you know how we talk about Thorn has guys and I have guys. Well, Smothers is my one of my guys. Of course. So Smothers I try to text him, I try to Facebook him. I get him on sometimes, but he loves to call when something goes wrong. So <laughs> he would call me, cancel. The next day he would Facebook me, I'm back on, brother. Call the next day, cancel. Text me, brother, I'm back on the following day. <laughs> I think for two weeks we probably had that match on and off the schedule every other day. Yeah, so, you know, listen, we're fully aware that there's a giant demographic of AIW fans that fucking hate Tracy Smothers. But there's a, a demographic that loves them as well. Yeah, they're in this room. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but uh, I fucking love Tracy Smothers. Like, he... Cra- like nothing can genuinely make me laugh 
like uncontrollably than Tracy Smothers when he is in a wrestling ring. Um, I don't know why, but he just fucking he kills me. He kills me. So we this is like this is our dream match essentially for months. Hornswoggle versus Tracy <laughs> Smothers uh, because we just know it's going to be a fucking spectacle. Um, and finally, you know, Hornswoggle can do this Johnny Gargano show. Uh, right away, Biggins is like all all over Smothers, you know, all over Smothers to do it. He's available to do it. We book it. Um, Smothers gets there, and he is very concerned about what is going to transpire uh, during <laughs> during this event. Um, he's like, you know, Tracy's usually a pretty upbeat guy, you know, and he's very nervous. And, and he goes, he's one of those guys, he comes in, you know, before, like when the wrestlers come in earlier, and he's hugging everybody. And right. He's, you know, and he's, he's all smiles. He's got, he, you know, he looks like. He looks like he just saw a ghost. Yeah, like he looks like some fucking traumatic shit has happened to him. Like, <laughs> I didn't know if he lost his job at sandyspizza.net. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't know what was going Does on. Does dog die? Yeah, I don't know. And uh Sandy. He he pulls me aside. He goes, "JBL, this is my dog." He goes, "John, John, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you." I go, "Okay, Tracy, what's up, man?" He takes me in this like little room. <laughs> There's like a little room behind the bleachers. Uh, this is before anyone's even there. But he takes me in this little room. He goes, "John, I got to talk to you." I go, "Tracy, what's going on, man? Are you all right?" He goes, "John, I'm real nervous, man." I said, "Tracy, what are you nervous about?" He goes, "John, I've been wrestling for." Almost 40 years. By I've been God. coming to Cleveland since 1983. He goes, John, I've been coming to Cleveland since 1983. You know, what year were you born, John? I said, 1983. He goes, I've been coming to Cleveland as long as you've been born. <laughs> and he goes, but I'm really, really, really just nervous. I said, Tracy, what happened? He goes, John, I ain't, I ain't never worked no midget match before. <laughs> he goes, I don't know what the fuck to do. I said, Tracy. What, what do you think I want you to do? He goes, I know, you know, you guys do these high spots here and you got all these guys doing these fucking matches. And he goes, I just want to be able to perform for you. And he goes, I just, I, I have been struggling with this the whole ride up here. He goes, I ain't never had no midget match, John. And I don't want to let you down. And I feel like the first time in my professional wrestling career, <laughs> I am going to let somebody down and I just, I, you know, I don't know what to do. And he is, Tracy Smothers is welting up, you know. I'm pretty sure Tracy Smothers has killed people before. (laughs) (laughs) And this guy is nearly in tears telling me, quote, he ain't never worked no midget match before. And I say, Tracy, do you remember when you wrestled the bear? He goes, yeah, John, I wrestled two muzzleless bears. Uh, you know they were. You know that was fucking fight of my life. I said, "Pretend Hornswoggle's one of those bears, Tracy. Go get him." And he goes, "No, man, I can't do that to that little guy." <laughs> he goes, "He's just a little guy, you know. I just, you know, I ain't never wrestled no midget, so he's losing his mind." He employs Sonjay Dutt to work as an agent backstage. <laughs> And Sonjay Dutt has to call the entire match for Tracy. Does that mean we're an affiliate of Global Force now? Global Force Gold, man. That's how we're paying for all this podcast yeah. equipment. <laughs> well, we've got to give that shout out to the sponsor there. Shout out to Global Force Gold. <laughs> Seems more financially stable than other companies. Yeah. 
So Sonjay Dutt has to uh, he has to agent this whole thing. And then he, you know, he agents it all whatever. Well, we have a meeting because at Bloodsport, there was some miscommunication with some of the talent, and there were two low blows. Like there was like eighteen low blows on that show, to be honest. So, which we hear more about the low blows than we did about the AW appearance on one Ronda Rousey. Yeah. So, internet marks. Whoa. Okay. Oh. <laughs> that may Yikes. or may not be who listens to this. Yikes, Biggins. Uh. So, you're sounding like Ryback Snapchat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Mark. Uh, so we we, we put in after this. We put in. I don't listen to that fucking podcast. We put in a strict no low blows rule into effect. Yeah, I put it size eighteen it aerial font uh, italicized with underline on, on the, the new on the on AIW rulebook on, on the official AIW rulebook right next to you know countouts and. Um, you know, all that other stuff. So no low blows is now, you know, a low blow is now a re- a finable offense in AIW. Uh, finable up to $10,000 of your paydays. <laughs> so, real businessmen here. Yes. I told you, we're trying to become real a real business this year by the end of the year. Uh, so this whole match is agented, and Josh Prohibition goes over the new rules before the show starts with all the talent. And they have already aged in this match in which there are lots of low blows. Like a hundred of them. (laughs) Yeah, plenty of low blows. So then I have Sojay Dutt coming up to me like Tracy Smothers came up to me earlier going, hey, man, I know you guys got this new rule, but is it okay for some low blows for Tracy and Swoggle? I go, I don't give a shit, man. What else are they going to fucking do? He wants to wrestle him like a bear. He wanted to make sure if it was okay to hit a man in the crotch with a two-by-four wrapped in the Confederate flag. Yes. Well, the match ended up all right. Everybody emptied the locker room surrounding the ring. Uh, Swoggle danced with Britt Baker in the ring. Of course, it broke down into a dance contest. Uh, yeah, and somehow Dick Justice got involved. Dick Justice was, yeah, he was the referee. He somehow became the best ref we've ever had. Yeah, he became the referee. And Get what you pay dancing. for, man. I think he also got a low blow. Uh but the card itself then, full, of course, of students of AIW, which I thought was great. It's Johnny's last show. You guys put this together. Why not have the guys that he taught on there? Because they wrestle for free. Also, that is true. again, back to making, back them, to the making money. <laughs> uh, so just literally. I'm getting ready for students. Trump America, man. I'm learning how to be a businessman. What's <laughs> up, Weird Body? Somehow Weird Body is very expensive through Bill Barron's. I don't know what that's about. But. Let's get to the, the more the main event itself, which was Johnny and Candice. This is the match that Johnny wanted. And then it's supposed to be two out of three falls. They match it. They're one and one. And then all of a sudden, it's Greg Iron and Alex Daniels, and it becomes a tag match. I had nothing to do with I was that. I say, whose idea was that? That's all the whole shebang. Yeah, that wasn't my idea. That was Johnny's idea. I don't know if it's Johnny's idea. I think Greg just was trying to get himself <laughs> over. Cheap heat Greg. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think he just I think he just saw an opportunity. He seized it, man. Well, that was his last time to shine with Johnny. It was it was fun nonetheless. Uh, but then the highlight of the night comes Johnny's finally the farewell speech after all of this. But going into it, Tracy Smothers, of course, talked for as long as he does. You kind of have to up that if it's your final show. 
and Johnny goes on and talks. Hopefully for, nobody can hear the screaming in the background. Right now, it's the loudest yeah. training session so, of all time. Yeah, it's like they know we're recording right now. I, these fucking kids, man, killing me. We just bought all this equipment. We can't block these guys out. Biggins, there was a, uh, I think like a, a a bet going on of whether or not you'd ball and you'd cry your eyes out at Johnny's I, last show. I've not cried once uh, over Johnny Gargano since he left. I started getting a little. It got a little misty when the, we had our last training session with him. But uh, otherwise, I didn't cry at the show. Um, it did not get misty. For me, it did. Yeah, and then you said, get the fuck out of here. That was the last thing you said to him. Yeah, because he turned his back on the uh, DIY efforts of AIW. He's now a corporate shill. You said, get the fuck out of here, you fucking corporate fucking asshole. Yeah, and then Candace cancels all their dates. Because this is, this is what... This is what Biggins does, man. When he starts feeling emotional, he's a he's lashes out. He gets angry. He lashes out. Gotta, he tries I, to he gotta, tries to hide the feelings inside. I gotta put my emotions in some direction. So, so he's tearing up, and then he goes full heel turn on Gargano. Last thing he just <laughs> says, last thing he says to him, may never see him ever again. And he goes, "Get the fuck out of here, you fucking asshole! You fucking turned your back on my company." I call him. I call them a sellout. So you yell at Johnny Gargano. You call him a sellout, but you're willing to put over an AIW Superfans rap song during the middle of Johnny's last show. I don't remember that happening. Yeah, you don't remember. That wasn't my idea. Allowing, yeah, it certainly wasn't my idea. I just thought you were gonna play it on the on the on the. Uh, and playlist. Then you, then you wanted, I didn't know you booked. Then you wanted I'm, the kid to go in and sing I'm st- it. I'm stuck. No, I'm stuck with Tracy Smothers all night. Biggins books a full-on rap concert <laughs> during intermission. Yeah. Well, the song was playing, and then somebody came up with the idea, and they go, "Should he go in the ring and do it live?" And I go, "Okay, that's funny." No. His fr- <laughs> his friend uh, did once try to uh, you know sue us. Well, he did hop a guardrail. So did this guy. You. I'm not yeah. the one that physically assaulted him, Steve Guy. I have a lawsuit coming. Well, I dropped him with a stunner. Nobody wanted to hear that song another time. It was ridiculous. Inter- some intermission uh, entertainment because Johnny had more shirts to sell. Oh, yeah, that's true. It worked out well. He I sold forget. a lot of t-shirts, limited edition that day. Oh, I think he sold about 100, 200. Probably I, more, yeah, more than that. He sold he sold a quite a bit of t-shirts. Um which I told him he should have got a lot more of, and he didn't think that he would sell. Yeah, them. he. We kept saying get more, get more, and he only got like, you know, a standard amount. He plowed through those, that's for sure. He should have put them online too, get that double dip. We even sold out the uh, best of Johnny Gargano DVD that yes, night. Yes, uh, sold a million of them. I set the potato and you around. Yeah. If anybody's going to sell that thing, okay. So business, big time businessman. I got to tell this 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 show was so crowded that people could not get up out of their seats and go buy beer at the beginning of the show before we even started. The Potato became a beer runner for the front row people around the ring. He went and grabbed their tickets, got them beer, and came back. You gotta and put that fucking tips. guy to work, man. If, he's like he's like idle hands, man. If you know if, if you don't keep him busy, he's gonna get into some trouble. There were. It was I just heard a story that there was a referee fight backstage recently. <laughs> Tom Dunn really? and Dave the Potato. There was a. There, it was like Sean and Brett backstage, I guess. Can we tell the story about how in like 2007, Tom Dunn, uh, there was a ring crew guy that was running his mouth. So Tom Dunn invited him in the ring and he starts like he's screaming at him. And then the sound technician put on like music or something. So we couldn't hear what he was saying. But Tom Dunn, his face just kept getting redder. And then he just started bitch slapping the guy real hard. <laughs> Tom Dunn is not to be fucked no, with. No, you don't mess with the Dundertaker. Uh, one time we had uh, people fighting in the crowd. Tom Dunn ran down the apron. 
did a leap over the guardrail and did a Hulk Hogan big boot to one of Thorne's friends. Yeah, AIW <laughs> bartender Nick Sanka. <laughs> I was gonna put him on blast, but there you go. All right, what was when Johnny finally finishes his match? We have this speech. What was going through your guys? I can't believe mind? you weren't more interested in the in the backstage brawl between David. I mean, Potato I and Tom am, Dunn. but I feel like we need to talk about that on a different podcast. Yeah, we're gonna I get. Wish we're, it would have happened so we could have saw it. We're right. getting longer on time. Now here. that we got this mo- this mobile setup, man, yeah. I think I think we're gonna have uh, Potato and Dunn on. Yeah, oh, absolutely. We gotta have a face off. The great debate. <laughs> so let's. <laughs> we got it. We got something to tape on Saturday. Yeah. Let's finish talking about the whole shebang because there were so many facets of this. Farewell speech, I guess you call it. So many random I, shenanigans. I will say, I will say, right before Johnny's match, I got a little emotional. Really? Yes. I I, I was in Gorilla, and his music was playing, and I gave him a hug, and I said, "Thank you for everything, man. I love you." He said, "I love you too, buddy," and that, that was, was it. That was a pretty. He walked horrible. off into the sunset through the through the entranceway. He said, "I love you to you" before he said, "I love you" to Greg Iron. Oh, Greg's gonna be pissed about that because that was later on in that show. Yeah, then <laughs> in he the also, farewell speech. Then he also dumped a uh, fucking can of pop. Ecto cooler. Whose idea was the ecto cooler? Uh, that was combined. That was a collective I... unit because Gargano was uh, he, he doesn't drink. drink, right? So it's like, what do you get a guy that doesn't drink? And he's like, you know, likes all this weird pop culture st- stuff. So yeah. it's like. And then Greg Iron goes, "That's a dumb idea because he won't drink that because uh, it has sugar." Too in it. sugary. Bye. Sugar-free uh, monster energy drinks, and I said, "Greg, we're trying to be businessmen. <laughs> what do you, th- what do you, what do you think, man?" I, I go, "We're gonna get, we're gonna get two hundred cans of sugar-free monster. That's gonna be about two dollars a can, dude." We dropped forty bucks on Ecto Cooler. We would have dropped four hundred on freaking Monster. Well, yeah, it went over well. I think everybody loved the Ecto Cooler. Businessmen, we're, we're trying to be businessmen. We're trying to scrape those pennies together. Patreon.com/slash/ai wrestling. So, what, what's going through your mind when? Aaron Bauer's kid gets in the ring. Well, first off, we didn't know. Thorne got everybody together to do, like, the curtain call. Right. And, and then, we didn't know that Johnny was going to do this tiered speech where he brings out, like, two people at a time. So he brings out his mom. He brings out his stepdad. Yeah. He's, like, talking about his uncle's oh, aunts and Candace's family. The I wish that somebody took a picture. Maybe somebody did. The scene in the gorilla position for the curtain call was insane. I mean, people... Were, it was full. People were going down the stairs into the locker room. It was like it was just a mob of talent and students and, and Mr. RBI family members and Mr. RBI. Uh, we'll do a whole episode of Mr. RBI coming up about the. Uh, Who also had a great cameo in this potential speech, Mr. RBI man. He was. Uh, he will be the uh, topic of the guys we thought that were going to matter that didn't episode of the podcast. Because man, he had. He had a hot run in, in AIW for a second. La- Corey Graves' last match sent him packing to WWE. <laughs> Miss- uh, another guy he said packing. He said Johnny packing. He said Corey Graves packing. Mr. RBI, at one point, Johnny's farewell speech became more about Mr. RBI getting over than Johnny in his own Yeah, and then, well, and then uh, while the speech is going on, it's getting very emotional. Mr. RBI does whatever he does. People cheer. Mr. RBI walks right over to me and he goes, Hey, Mr. Thorne, you hear that pop from you? I think they want Mr. RBI back. <laughs> Tries to get a job mid-speech. Uh, worse than that is after the speech, I'm in the locker room, and it's just Johnny Candace and Mr. RBI in the locker room. Everybody else had left. This is like three hours after the speech was over, so this is like 2, 3 a.m. 
He walks up to Johnny and hugs him goodbye. And he goes, Johnny, I know I'm going to see you at Full Sail one day. You and me in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. Well, the the speech had everything. It had the heartfelt thing to his parents, even to Greg. Uh, it had Mr. RBI, and then, as I've alluded to here, we had Aaron Bauer's kid get in the ring. Well, Both of, of his kids, of yes. Uh, they got in the ring because me and Aaron Bauer were trying to keep him out of the ring, and they overpowered us and ran into the ring. Street these kids, are, man. Those little street kids. These kids were strong. <laughs> so they get in the ring. Johnny's talking, and then randomly, the one just starts doing the backflips. <laughs> the best thing I ever saw. I had heard to laugh. I was laughing I was, hard. I mean... I knew Aaron Bauer wouldn't sue us, but I was a little nervous. <laughs> I, I think Aaron was. I looked at Aaron. I go, "Did you know your kid can do that?" He goes, "I had no idea he could do that." I don't think he ever practiced it. I think he just went for it. <laughs> and then he got a pop for the first one, so he kept doing. You know, like any good professional wrestler, he just oh, kept sure. doing it till you know nobody cared at the end. So I, I'm trying to think what else happened in this. I mean, this speech is 45, 50, 60. I don't oh, know. I, my favorite part. Uh, our main security guard, Joe Norris, he comes every time oh, with yes. his, his family, which is uh, his lovely wife and his two kids. His two kids always have their favorites. They love EC3. They love DJZ. I've never heard them or seen them react at all to Johnny ever. <laughs> These two girls were bawling their eyes out like somebody said that, like, you know, Christmas is canceled and they start crying. Next thing you know, the one girl's in the ring and she's hugging Johnny's leg crying. And Johnny goes, why are you crying? She goes, you're my favorite wrestler. And he goes, honey, you got a new favorite wrestler. His name is Big Mo. And points at Big Mo. She starts crying louder. She goes, no. no. What a fucking weird night, man. It's like a freak show. You couldn't look away. Was it one of the weirdest shows that you were oh, ever part of? Oh, absolutely. I mean... You know, like, we're forgetting to even talk about, like, the actual good wrestling that happened on the show. Like, there was plenty of it. Like, yeah. Alex Daniels versus Joey Janela was awesome. Yeah. Uh, there, you know, the four-way with... Uh, uh, hot, hot Sauce and Erie. Yeah, Hot Sauce oh, and yeah, Erie. Hot Sauce and Erie, yeah. Sanjay versus uh, Eric Ryan versus Gringo Loco. Versus Sean Schultz. Versus Sean Schultz. That was a fucking barn burner. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of good wrestling on there, so I guess we didn't keep it as uh, conservative as we initially thought we were going to, <laughs> now, now that I'm looking at it and thinking about it. But, uh, yeah, it was a it was a fucking, like, it had everything. It, it was had, an emotional yeah. roller coaster, man. Yeah. It really did, it might it really have been did an emotional have train wreck, to be honest, but it was, it was all right. I mean, I think, people, I think people will enjoy it because it was, like, it wasn't, taken too seriously but it was serious i think it just had like a lot of uh i don't know just like a lot of natural just like heart into the the whole thing and every time i got emotional something crazy would happen like a backflip took me right out of the situation <laughs> there was no crying i don't think from anyone except for the little girls uh there was some tears were there yeah i saw some fans Ooh. tearing up um, oh and then Everybody wanted, he kept going, should I stop? And everybody like said, no. No, keep going. And then the most emotional part of the whole speech, I think, is he goes, when I put this mic down, this is it. Well, yeah. like he was getting ready to stop, and I, I like looked at him. I said, hey, man. I was like, when you put it down, it's real. And he was just like. Yeah. Let's go talk another half hour. Then he, yeah, just, then then he talked more. I was, like, well, I, was like, I was like, once you put it down, it's real, man. It's over. Yeah. And, like, I think that was, like, seriously a hard thing for him to grasp. Like, yeah, you know, you're going to the WWE, you know, and that's great. But I think, you know, it's still hard to walk away from the independence um, and, like, that, 
you know, he's not going to be able to just like talk to fans and do all that stuff anymore. So yeah. I think well, it was like, I think it was like a real difficult thing to, you know, to close that chapter. And, you know, he was moving to Florida and, you know, all that stuff. Like th- once he put that mic down, it was really happening. And, and I think that's a big thing just for his life. Cause his entire life, he's just lived his own schedule and now he's on a schedule from WWE and he has to be here on this thing. And, you know, all during the day, he has to do stuff where, like, you know, me and him used to have a conversation on Facebook uh, in our in our group. Me and him would be talking at 4 a.m. and Thorne would wake up to, like, 50 messages. Yeah, because I have a real job, and these guys are pro wrestling people. <laughs> yeah, we live off of wrestling. Uh, you live and- off of fucking eBay deals, man. <laughs> yeah, power oh. seller. Let's, let's be real, man. Biggins is a fucking magazine, old magazine seller on eBay. And not to be outdone for the. I got the, an offer right now for a bunch of uh, a bulk a bulk lot of ECW magazines that a guy's making me an offer tonight. So. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> You're like a drug dealer for yeah. fucking dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> the the whole shebang kind of extended for us one night further because, as you said previously, this was also Johnny's Cleveland wedding reception, and then the very next night after the show wraps up. There on Saturday night, we attend Johnny's Cleveland wedding reception. You that's guys also, were there. That's also why I didn't really get emotional because I knew I had to get, put a tie on and go to this go guy's wedding the next, the next day. day. How did Steve Guy get invited the next day? I want to know. Johnny personally invited me. He and Candace were like, "You, you coming tomorrow, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I guess I am. Sure." Yeah, it was a spectacle of, of people. You know, that was fun time. Uh, Chandler Biggins danced with the bartender. Bartender, who I think is like an aunt or cousin. Please, or something. somebody find that video. Who it's, has? That? I you have it on Twitter. Twitter. It's on Twitter with the Weird World. And I'm doing my Akeem dances. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What were we dancing to? Like Ludacris? I heard Ludacris. I had to get up and it could have know, been shake my tail feather. Uh, we'll have to. We'll have to find it. Jake and, and tweet it out again. I try to get a nice playlist going together, and Jake Clemens just puts on some fucking like real hard rap. <laughs> yeah. And like, there's like grandmas and families grandmas there. Not having it. But for you guys, having spent all this time with Johnny, and you've talked about before, basically going on vacation with Johnny Gargano, was that? Did, was that kind of like a nice wrap-up weekend, like uh, like an awesome thing because you have this entire night dedicated to him, and then also you have, you know, the wedding, like one of the biggest moments in his life, really two of the biggest moments in his life, and you guys get to take part in that. Yeah, I definitely think it was a good, uh, a, a good farewell for Johnny. Uh, it was emotional, but it wasn't like we weren't crying, but uh, it definitely. It definitely had its moments. Uh, the wedding was definitely cool. Uh, not we didn't go to the wedding in California, but the right. wedding reception and uh, this was just a little thing at his parents' big plate. party yeah. at Gargano's Pizza. Hell of a hell of a spread. Good food. Gargano's Pizza. Hell of a I, wrestling venue too, man. I saw King Kong Bundy there in 1999. <laughs> I saw uh, many a match there on video. I've never attended live, unfortunately. One time I was there, and there's just a guy walking around in the crowd, shirtless, with a a python wrapped around him. Wasn't a wrestler, just a guy. Just a guy, guy from the neighborhood. Just a guy from the neighborhood. It's in a, a little, it's in a, it's in a little sketchy area, but they had a bar and they had a bartender. But Biggins was the only one that had to go into the deli side and ask if he can get a, a Gargano soda out of the, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> out of the cooler. There wasn't any. Oh yeah, drink. man, open bar, everybody. <laughs> hey, can I get one of those uh, Italian sodas? <laughs> well, this is what happened. They were uh, Biggins loves these fucking sugar drinks, man. They were having. They had the bar. Boo boo jugs. Other no, I haven't drank one of those in years. They had the bar, but they didn't have any non-alcoholic stuff, and I wasn't ready to get down on some mad dog. 
So I walked. They through. didn't have Mad Dog. <laughs> there was no Mad Dog. What do you dog. think? It's a fucking eighth grade fucking party in a basement? <laughs> I don't know. It seemed like it. So I went across. Mad Dog. I went across the thing did and I got. Did you go to the fucking bar? Yeah. Oh, I, I did for the uh, cheese spread and the vegetable tray, but. No, the, the uh, open bar was on the other side. I went to the bar. The charcuterie. They didn't. Yeah, the they charcuterie. didn't. They didn't have any fucking uh, Mad Dog twenty there. I don't know. I wasn't looking. So I went across and they had uh, Arizona Mango Madness. I got one of those. And oh my god! And, but I his dad gave open him open bar. Me, give me the Mango Madness. His dad gave him to me for free though because he ran out of meatballs. <laughs> wow. What a trade! Yeah. Well, I don't. I mean, do we miss anything else? In is this there someone trying to break into this window? <laughs> Somebody's trying to make scary faces at us out the window here. Who is uh, it? I, Venetian blinds. I couldn't tell who it was. Do we? Do we miss anything in the whole shebang weekend that we should note? I mean, or that, uh, that pretty much wraps this thing up here. I mean, Worldwide did try to get an orgy going at the end of the night at the after yeah, party. Yeah, we, yeah, that was real weird. That got real weird. But uh, other than that, you know, uh, I would say we we covered most of it. <laughs> we missed on the serious matches, but uh, you know, you can watch that on the DVD. That's the whole point. Or MP4 or stream. Yes. Well, that's gonna do it here. Uh, for the card is going to change. Like Chandler Biggins just said on MP4 or streaming or on DVD, check out the whole shebang now out by Smart Mark Video, who always is a great sponsor of our show. And we also want to thank Angelo's Pizza and Jack Prince. Anything? Any final words? Yeah, I, here? I hope people like the uh, the new DIY setup. This is what we have to do to keep a podcast going. Yeah, so. hopefully it doesn't sound too awful because I don't know what I'm doing yet. So we'll work on it. We'll it's, get the, It's a work in progress. We'll get the technical sound better. Uh, I'm Steve Guy for John Thorne and Chandler Biggins. Join us next time on AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Thanks. I didn't miss that part.